Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want to talk about South Africa's agricultural trade in the first quarter of 2023. The year had a rough start in South Africa's agriculture and on a production side, We've discussed in the previous segments uh, some of the challenges that farmers faced. And briefly, it was the excessive rains that slowed their planting in some areas by roughly a month or even more. And of course, from a cost perspective side, the input costs were, were also higher, fertilizer costs, agrochemicals that farmers need. So it was a bit of a difficult start of the year. But of course, as the months went by, farmers were able to complete their planting, which is why we're now expecting a robust harvest, which we discussed in last week's podcast, uh, where we have the second largest maize crop in the history of South Africa. We have the record uh, soybean crops. And of course, even if you look at fruits and vegetables and other field crops, the production uh, expectations are that we we having one of the best uh, seasons in South Africa. So yes, it was a temporary blip at the start of the season, but it all ended up with a good harvest. But on trade, the the conditions were also challenging there. I mean, in the past few years, uh, farmers in South Africa, specifically the past two years, uh, benefited from higher commodity prices. And domestically, we've had a good agricultural season supported by the La Nina rainfalls. This is specifically the case if you talk to folks that are in the grains and the oil seeds production. That would be your maize, sorghum, soybeans, sunflower seeds. Those were some of the crops that if you look at the global prices and the prices were higher. And of course, supported by a range of factors such as drought in South America, China buying a lot of grains and oil seeds and lately the Russia-Ukraine war. So those were some of the factors that were supporting global prices. And domestically, fortunately, we also had the Lanina rainfalls that led to a big harvest. And so you had this unique combination of a big harvest and the higher global prices, which mirrored in the domestic environment, and that boosted the farmer's profitability. And even if you were to look then at the trade figures, in South Africa, the, we had in 2022 record exports of about $12.8 billion. Part of that was a fact, of course, that there were large volumes that we exported, but we also benefited from the higher agricultural commodity prices. And that was something that was behind those robust exports of 2022. Now, this time around, which is the first quarter of this year, those things have somewhat changed. Uh, you think about global grains prices, they are down by roughly 15 to 20% on a year-on-year basis. And domestically, of course, it's the same story. And even if you were to look at some of the vegetables, fruit prices, they also somewhat under pressure. So those one factor that if you were to look at the values of the exports, you'll see that the values might have been down this year, partly because of the price issue. Secondly, we still have a bit of congestion in some of our ports. Uh, at the start of the year, Cape Town uh, ports still had some challenges, but not as harsh as the previous years because the private sector uh, organized agriculture together with Transnet. 
they've been cooperating and making sure that at least um, there is a smooth cooperation so that the exports can flow reasonably better uh, in the port of Cape Town. And when the folks exported their table grapes, deciduous fruits, uh, this year was better than last year, but there's still room for improvement uh, there to ensure that uh, our exports flow uh, smoothly. And I guess that's the same story if you were to think about the port of Durban, Eastern Cape, and all of those. There's improvements that are needed on, on that. So that's the for sketching the broad theme of the environment that we're operating in, which is that we have a good crop, but the season had started uh, late. Um, that's the one part on the production side. And on an export side, the prices are no longer as high as what we saw last year. So prices have come down. It's good for a consumer. But if you think about the export values, that is going to have an impact in there. And the fact that in our logistics, there's still some improvements that is needed. Now, if we consider the first quarter exports against that environment, the data shows here that South Africa's agricultural exports, they fell by 2% on a year-on-year basis. That means if you were to take the exports of the first quarter of this year, you compare with the first quarter of 2022, they are down by 2%. They amounted to about $2.9 billion. Uh, but of course, if you were to take that $2.9 billion and you say how big is that compared to the last quarter of 2022 that's still up by five percent from the last quarter of 2022 so the key factors that are behind this are the ones of course that i've just explained the other question then is to say what products did we export a lot in that first quarter of this year within the agriculture and you could even broaden it and define it as an agriculture food fiber and beverages the key products that were at the top of our list were grapes maize, apples and pears, wine, wool, apricots and peaches, sugar, fruit juices and soybeans. Those were some of the top products that we we exported to the world market. And I think these will continue to underpin the export list. Um, And of course, with addition of citrus um, and a range of other fruits that we're continuing to harvest uh, from the second half of the year. Because citrus is one of our top exportable products. But of course, it gets harvested in the second quarter of the year. And then you will see its exports from the second quarter to the second half of the year. That's where they will come out in in the values. And of course, in in terms of the harvest that we have in other grains, I've made this point in the previous segment that we have about 16.4 million tons of maize, up 6% from the previous year, second largest on record. Um, That means that we'll have over 3 million tons of maize for export markets. On soybeans, we'll continue to export probably over 300,000 tons of exports this year, which will be a record exports. I think that that will be able to achieve that uh, this year. And in all of the other fruits, uh, the, the, the crops are, are looking reasonably well. The only thing that will perhaps weigh on the exports for the second quarter of this year, uh, uh, in addition to the issues of pricing that I've discussed, is the fact that in the Western Cape, which is one of the important uh, places where we have a production of citrus. Their recent rains uh, somewhere in June, they really caused a bit of a damage in infrastructure. For example, there's a region called Citrus Dal there that produces a good share of our citrus fruit. There was a bridge that was uh, destroyed because of the rains, heavy rains in that area. And I think that interrupted their exports because now farmers couldn't transport their produce from Citrus Dal to get to the port of Cape Town for a period. And that you will see uh, through the second quarter to perhaps maybe the third quarter 
export figures, you will see that appearing when you look at the citrus numbers there. There will likely be a slight dip, but overall for the year, I think that citrus will continue, will come back on the list and continue to be one of the dominating um, uh, crops when we think about the, the exports from South Africa. The other issue, of course, that many people were worried about, which we've discussed, if you just go into this podcast and you look at the list, there is an episode where we talk about the load shedding impact on South Africa's agricultural production. That's the power shortages that South Africa has been experiencing because um, 100% of our fruit and vegetables are under irrigation. And roughly a third of our field crops are under irrigation. So we're all worried to say what will load shedding impact be on these crops. And of course, there's a number of interventions that have been made, such as load curtailment, expansion of a diesel rebate to a food value chain, and a recent launch of the Agro Energy Fund, uh, although the details about it are yet to be published and it's still small and needs to put more money on that so that it can benefit farmers that want to put their renewables. But those are some of the early things that the government has put in place working with industry. So the, the load shedding impact, though, has not been as that uh, significant on the production side, in part because this was also a wet season. Um, we have natural good rains um, that, that actually assisted in the production conditions, which is why even the crops and the harvest that we're talking about now, we say we have one of the best agricultural seasons. But of course, that's not overall across South Africa. There's food producers, many farmers, and certain farming families that are struggling uh, because of load shedding. But that's a different discussion, which we can get into um, in a separate episode and talk about some of those nuances. But I think at a, at, a, at a high level stage, we could say that South Africa's agriculture season is fairly good this year. And the exports for the first quarter are that $2.9 billion down 2% year on year, but up 5% on a quarter on quarter basis. But of course, one may ask, where did these exports go? I mean, uh, we still have a roughly well diversified export markets as South Africa. If you think about it, uh, about 39% of our exports are still went to the African continent. And then you have about uh, 23% to the EU. Uh, and the Asia and Middle East accounted for about 21% of those exports. And of course, the Americas region, which is the US and the Latin American countries, about 8% of our agriculture exports. The United Kingdom is one of the important markets for South Africa, and it accounted for about 7% of our exports in the first quarter, and 2% was spread across various regions um, in the world. Now, that's the export facility, export activity. But if South Africa's trade is not one-sided. There's also imports. And if you think about the import side, South Africa's agricultural imports uh, in the first quarter amounted to about $1.7 billion. That is down 9% on a year-on-year basis this first quarter of this year compared to first quarter of last year. But of course, up 4% quarter-on-quarter basis. The issue here is still similar to the one that I've mentioned, which is the fact that prices, rice prices and the other commodities that we import were down uh, this first quarter of this year compared to, to last year, which is why there's that change in the pricing in a similar way as our exports. The products that dominated that import list is a usual one is wheat, rice, palm oil, sunflower and poultry. These are some of the products that South Africa still imports. And in the case of rice and palm oil, South Africa doesn't have 
um, good rainfall to actually be able to produce those um, uh, domestically. And on wheat, we're still also constrained environmentally, which is why we import about half of what we produce um, on a wheat side. Now, if you were to take those imports against the exports and you think about what's South Africa's uh, trade um, uh, surplus. Did we have a trade deficit or trade surplus this year? Well, what's the trade balance of the South African agricultural sector? And on that, we had a trade surplus of about $1.2 billion in the first quarter of this year. And that's up 9% on a year-on-year basis. And I think the widening trade surplus is mainly as a result of a notable decline in the import value not necessarily that we had drop us exports, as I've explained the figures. So that's how the trade in the first quarter of this year in South Africa's agriculture, food, fiber, and beverages sector looks like. I thought I should um, highlight this, but let me close off with the point about policy, because going forward, there's a number of things that needs to be done in South Africa. The first one is, of course, around the logistical efficiencies. Here, talking roads, rail, and ports, uh, there needs to be something, some improvement um, uh, there. And there are discussions that are happening in government, in transnet, in private sector, but it's an important point that we need to continuously focus on. And the second part is that South Africa need to intensify um, its promotion and engagement on expanding the export markets uh, for our crops. So we are an export-oriented sector, and I think as we go into increasing our production through master plans and various interventions that are being done in South Africa, we have to also put enough energy on expanding our export markets. And the focus should not be only on expansion of export markets, but also retaining the existing markets. If you think about the expansion of export markets and say, where would we focus on? I think China, South Korea, Japan, the US, Vietnam, Taiwan, India, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, the Philippines, and Bangladesh. Those are key important markets. We, we really need to focus on that and widening our access in those markets while at the same time retaining our markets in the U.S., in the EU, uh, in the Middle East, uh, in some of the Asian countries, and of course, most importantly, the African continent. So this is something that both private sector as well as the government really need to be thinking about because um, anything we do in production on expanding on that, we need to make sure that we have the exports because we already export about half of what we produce. So we're really an export-oriented sector, and this is something that we need to focus on long-term. But that's it for, for the week, folks. I thought I should take some time and reflect on our trade activity in the first quarter of this year um, in South Africa's agricultural sector. You can listen to some of the previous podcasts, of course, in this channel about the production things that I've mentioned, which we've already covered. Um, and my name is Wandi Lesitlobo. I'm an agricultural economist based in Pretoria. Uh, you can read more about some of the things that we write in my blog, wandilesitlobo.com. The link is in the description of this podcast and also the organization that I work for, which is the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa, agbiz.co.za, um, their website. You'll find some of the work um, that we cover there. Thank you so very much for listening. I'll come back next week um, to focus on a different theme, which hopefully will be of interest domestically in South Africa and, of course, regionally.